1: show on education. This is Pamela Clark and you're listening to Education in the News, where we cover news stories from around the U.S. and the world. There's always a lot of news stories to cover, so let's get right into it. The first news stories I have for you are from Smart Brief on EdTech. And Sorry, I'm having an issue. <clears throat> the page is loading. Sorry about that. Uh, this is also was covered by the Akron Beacon Journal in Ohio. It says middle grade students model NASA mission. Seventh and eighth grade students in a, an Ohio school district are using a grant through NASA STEM Engagement Program on project-based lessons. Students are working to create a model manned mission to the moon through the program. And Medpage Today reports that a study says that video gaming may benefit cognitive performance. A study published in JAMA Network Open found that children who play video games For 21 hours a week, performed better on a cognitive skills test that measured impulse control and working memory compared with students who never played video games. The findings based on 2,217 children showed that gamers demonstrated more brain activity in regions associated with attention and memory than those who didn't play the games. WTLV TV and WJXX TV in Jacksonville Jacksonville, Florida says Florida high school student or school trains students to become drone pilots. Frank H. Peters Academies of Technology in Jacksonville, Florida is offering an expanded aviation program that prepares students to attain their drone pilot license by the time they graduate. With all training and testing costs covered by the high school, demand for drone pilots is estimated to increase by more than 50% by 2027, according to a report by the Vaughan College of Aeronautics and Technology. The Associated Press says that $1 billion in federal funds to buy 2,500 clean school buses, clean is in uh, quotations. Vice President Kamala Harris and Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan on Wednesday announced about $1 billion in federal grants to purchase 2,500 clean school buses as part of the Biden administration push towards zero emission vehicles. The grants for vehicles that are primarily electric, but some that are powered by compressed natural gas or propane, are being awarded to nearly 400 school districts nationwide. They are seeking to replace diesel buses. Eighth graders deepen and display knowledge by creating podcasts. Students at Dixon Middle School in Oklahoma have been able to display their understanding of, of disputes over land during the French and Indian War by creating a podcast that gives an overview of what they've learned. History teacher Tal- or Talisa Taylor says the podcast was almost entirely written and recorded by the students, adding that the podcast has increased student learning by giving them actively or getting them actively engaged in the learning process. Now KX uh, well, uh, One One TV in Sherman, Texas, covered the story, and um, yeah, so got some stories to share with you from homeschool legal defense. Okay, just a moment. This is titled District to Surprise Mom. Your child is no longer homeschooled. As permitted by state law, a homeschool teen enrolled in two classes at the local public high school. Officials registered her as a full-time student but didn't tell her parents for months. So you can go on um, homeschoollegaldefense.org and just type in District 2 Surprised Mom to read the full story, but we will have it in an upcoming magazine as well. There's also a story um, about a homeschool mom and military life. Her name is Natalie Mack, and she moved her family uh, 16 times during her husband's career as a Navy chaplain. Now she's helping others balance homeschooling with the demands of military service. You can also find that on their site as well. There's a current student art essay contest uh, for homeschoolers, but the prize is up to $500, or $500. almost said 5000 That's not the case. $500. So um, the essay and art contests are through the Homeschool Legal Defense Administration, so you can look them up online, and uh, it's due by uh, December the 1st. So there's still plenty of time. For you to participate in it. your child to participate in it. They have these throughout the year. So it's always good to check back in. Okay. Let's see if I can open this one. Like I said, I'm having some issues. Loading pages. Alright. This was also listed under Homeschool Legal Defense, but it's um, connected to their email anyways. But it says, astronomical Goal costs Cause Cause Pune Parents to Homeschool Their Children. Bear with me a moment when I open the article. It's having problems, like I said. I just restarted my computer before I started the show, so... But there were some internet issues here earlier today, but I thought they were solved, so I'm not too sure what's going on, why we're having these issues all of a sudden. Sorry, bear with me. Not sure. of oh, pain in the... Behind, ha. <laughs> um. Yeah, for some reason, that is really weird. I guess I can't open that one. It like took me to another page where they wanted me to sign up to be able to read the whole thing. Okay, anyways, let's move on again. (laughs) The Marietta Times in Ohio says students are gearing up for pumpkin drop. In a Halloween-themed twist on the typical egg drop, Ohio middle schoolers are getting ready to participate in a pumpkin drop. Students at Jackson Middle School created protective structures from materials such as pool noodles and foam to shield their pumpkins from an 11-story drop as part of a contest held by the American Society of Mechanical Engineers. Sounds like a neat idea. What do you think of that? I'd love to hear your comments of what you think. Uh, education Week says that a survey on mental health says a key barrier is it, that it is a key barrier to learning anxiety depression and stress are key barriers for, to learning for middle and high school students yet they say they are struggling struggling to find mental health supports in schools according to reports released by a nonprofit youth truth and one about one-fifth of students in the survey of close than 223 students from 845 Youth Truth Partner schools across 20 states reporting having access to school counselors. And fewer than half say there is an adult at school they can speak with when stressed out or upset. I kind of find this... Um, ironic since schools are the cause of a lot of these stresses and mental health issues that we're we're, um, having today. And if you don't understand that, I invite you to look up John Taylor Gatto and find out the true history of the American school systems. Ohio Ed Updates reports along with the Associated Press, that more kids uh, to ride in clean school buses are mostly electric. Nearly 400 school districts spanning all 50 states in Washington, D.C., along with several tribes in U.S. territory territories, are receiving roughly $1 billion in grants to purchase about 2,500 clean school buses under a new federal program. Okay, I already read the part of this earlier. This is from another news source, but it's the same story. Okay, Cincinnati NBC5 says that Cincinnati Public Schools, Miami University, expanding partnership to address teacher shortage. The Cincinnati Public Schools and Miami University announced an expansion of the new pilot teaching program Wednesday. The program, Transformative Educators Advocating Change, now, called Teach, T, all capital letters T E A C H, is a partnership program between design or I'm sorry is a partnership program designed to address the critical teacher shortage, which also increases diversity among educators. The expansion will move the Teach Cincinnati pilot to all CPS high schools over the next five years, providing opportunities for college credit plus scholarships and preferred hiring status at CPS. The program provides academic, social, and financial support for students interested in pursuing a teaching career beginning at the high school level. Wapakoneta Schools in the state of Ohio is addressing needs of math and literacy improvement. Lima, your hometown station TV, reported that across the country and Ohio, we really need to focus on literacy and mass support, says Stephanie Siddons, interim superintendent of public instruction in the state of Ohio. Quote, we are really focused at the department and in in partnership at our local schools in supporting those efforts, accelerated learning, really devoting time and attention to effective practices. Siddons toured walk. Wapakoneta Middle School on Wednesday to see firsthand how literacy is specifically being targeted by the school staff and leaders. The interim superintendent of public instruction also says that relief has come from federal level um, that has helped with a variety of programs of schools like Wapakoneta. Salem News reports that Columbiana schools excel in gap closing at graduation. The city school district is excelling in gap, closing, and graduation with, with regards to the state report card. District Superintendent Don Moot gave an overall overview of the data during this month's board meeting, and the data showed the district fared well in all areas. The district earned five stars out of five in the gap, closing, and graduation components. The reports were released by the Ohio Department of Education in September, and measured specific areas for all districts for the 2021-2020 school year, 2022 school year. Excuse me. That's a kind of a red flag to me personally. I mean, how how are they doing that? And are the students that are graduating are they educated? Are they um, can they read? Can they write? Can they do basic things? Uh, might as well more complicated things. So I wish they would have provided a bit more information of how they accomplished this. It's not that I don't want to see these things being accomplished, but I know from a lot of students and families that I've worked with that they feel that, they're, that their family begged for help and assistance and. They're they're graduating students, not just this school, but a lot of schools graduating students that can't read, so that's a concern, obviously, for all of us. Toledo Blade reports that Manufacturing Day nurtures student skills and student and skilled trades. Hand-built machine that crushes soda cans with the help of a common drill was all Mark, Jack Martin needed to attract attention. I enjoy this. Mr. Martin, General Manager of Projects Design and Built, a manufacturer in North Toledo, said next to his booth at at the Toledo's Technology Academy of Engineering, where the school held its Manufacturing Day on Wednesday. The event for 7th to 12th graders and neighboring McKinley, McKinley STEM elementary students, too, brings technology, engineering, and manufacturing companies to the school. The effort seeks to pique student interest in the fields they are studying and make connections to what they are learning in the classroom. The Akron Beacon Journal says that their over-the-moon students, or Springsfield students, work with NASA to design rover and pick landing site. I had mentioned this earlier, that they were um, doing this so I'm not going to reread this different report about the same thing. Um, Toledo Blade reports that Washington Local moves ahead with new middle school project. Washington Local School Board members are moving forward with a more than $73 million plan to build a new middle school and demolish its existing one, as well as as well as an elementary school. During a special meeting Wednesday, school board members unanimously adopted a resolution to participate in the classroom facilities assistance project by the Ohio Facilities Construction Commission. If the district meets the state group's final approval, it will then fund a project estimated at $73,921,000. $1 to build a new middle school at an undetermined location. I think we need need to have a commercial break. I'll be right back. Stay tuned.
2: Educational resources to help reach your goals.
1: Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. You're listening to Education in the News.
0: I'm your host, Pam Clark. New on CuriosityStream, the Nazis' true strength was their propaganda. You had posters, you had banners, you had music. See how a mastery of messaging galvanized Hitler's march to power in Project Nazi blueprints of evil. And if space is the final frontier, is it destined to be monetized? The battle between space exploration and galactic capitalism may have already begun. Don't miss Space Greed. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com
1: I have some audio clips I wanted to share with you today. Um, this first one I'm going to warn you is about grooming in the public schools and what's going on there. And um, it's a parent that is confronting a school board, and she does uh, use some language that might make some of you uncomfortable. So just... Just to give you a little bit of a warning, but I do think it's important for to share the things that are happening in the schools and what parents are saying and doing and what students are saying and doing. So here is the video or the audio. Excuse me. Here it comes. Good
5: question. According to the American Bar Association, grooming children consists of showing sexually explicit images to children, discussing sexually explicit information under the guise of education. Now, that's the American Bar Association. They're the ones that take the groomers to court. Eyes Open Iowa. I don't know if the parents in the other room know about it, it is an organization in Iowa. Their agenda is to teach educators how to get kindergartners on up to masturbate and to have anal sex with pictures. Sounds like grooming to me. It's in Iowa and it also teaches the educators how to get around parents. So I thought you should know it's in Iowa. (laughs) Again, the Department of Justice internal memo, Congress reported on was found to want to fast-track and legalize 12 new perversions. Pedophilia, sodomy, bestiality, age of consent down to eight, polygamy, sex with little boys, and the list goes on. Every time they hit a mile marker, they're going for another one. This isn't ending with just transgenders in bathrooms. And yes, I am a licensed EMT. I did give up my license. We were trained that transgenders... Its suicide rates like 60% higher. Also, they have brain damage when they take the hormones. We're not being told that. Our kids are not being told about the brain damage. And that is from studies of other countries. Because our country is bought and sold by Big Pharma. And a lot of those scientists are silenced in this country. Also, uh, just so you're aware, coming near to a, sc- uh, to a school near you is a 1619 project. That project is to change history. I suppose they'll say Jews didn't kill, get killed in Germany, they didn't kill the um, disabled people, and they didn't kill anybody else. Yeah, they did, and they're planning on changing history. Also, there's something called the Second Steps Project. And I'm gonna dig into that a little bit next time. Anyone can file a formal complaint for unlawful or bad behavior, rape or assault, or any explicit pictures or anything that is against our laws, and I know the laws. I've had to know the laws because you guys break them so often. So if we want to file a complaint, it's usgov. Well, let me get uscourts.gov. So uscourts.gov, look for the formal, you can file a complaint. By the way, the ESSER funding is our problem.
1: What do you think of that? What's your opinion? Have you had to deal with any of this in your school system where you're at? Um, I mean, this is just gross. I, I really believe and stand by the fact that children should not be being groomed. And this is grooming people. This is a huge concern. Anyone that wants to bring sex to children and influence their behavior and to reach them in this way through the schools is a dangerous, sick individual. They should not be around children in any way. So... This is just awful, um, in my opinion. So, I would like to hear from more parents. I'd like to hear from parents that um, maybe have a story to share of their own, or... A concern of their own or even a recording from a public school that that they would like to share um, because they need help with something maybe you know like I'm sure some of you are following what I'm saying but you know we'll try to check these stories out of course too but we do want we want parents to have a voice we want children to have a voice And, um, we're happy to give that to those that need it. So anyways, here is another one. Um, bear with me as I bring up the audio.
2: Guys, if you're not sitting down for this one, you better have a seat. A principal in Ohio is now under fire because there was an incident at the school where Students, they didn't know they were students at the time, they weren't sure, but it ultimately was multiple students wearing masks arrived to the school with weapons. They immediately, you know, people called the police and there was a lockdown. But at some point, the school principal had the masked gunman come into a vestibule area. For those of you who don't know, that's a, there's the main door and then there's like a little gap, a uh, little area, and then there's a secondary door to enter the building and invited them into this area of the building. And the reasoning he gave, and it's on audio tape, you can look it up, I'll have the full video on my YouTube channel, is that he was concerned for the gunmen because the police were outside. So for their safety, the safety of the masked gunmen that came to a high school, for their safety, they were brought into the vestibule for their protection. Now, if... That's not the most insane thing you've ever heard. I, I don't know. But here's the thing. And everyone's wondering why, guys, if you're not sitting.
1: Okay, just a moment. Um, I might have the other part of that video, audio. Not sure if it's... Oh, actually... Okay, that's... Um let me come back to that. I I think I might have another another version of that. Hold on a minute. Let me see if this will open.
2: Guys, if you're not sitting down for this one, you better have a seat. A principal in Ohio is now under fire because there was an incident at the school where students they didn't know there were students at the time they were unsure but ultimately was multiple students wearing masks Bear with arrived them to the school there's with more weapons.
1: information on this one i should have played immediately,
2: it you know people called the police and there was a lockdown but at some point the school principal had the masked gunman come into a vestibule area for those of you who don't know that's a there's the main door and then there's like a little gap a uh, little area and then there's a secondary door to enter the building and invited them into this area of the building. And the reasoning he gave, and it's on audio tape, you can look it up, I'll have the full video on my YouTube channel, is that he was concerned for the gunmen because the police were outside. So for their safety, the safety of the masked gunmen that came to a high school, for their safety, they were brought into the vestibule for their protection. Now, if... That's not the most insane thing you've ever heard. I I don't know, but here's the thing. Everyone's wondering why, you know, public school enrollment rates are down, homeschool rates are through this roof. Well, you're looking at it here. This is a prime example. Now, let me ask you this. I, I don't know what this guy was thinking, but if you were a parent, of a child at this school and you discovered through the 911 tapes it's all on, it's all on recording that he had these people come into the school because the police were outside and he didn't want them to engage with the police and potentially get hurt because ultimately I, I guess they somehow knew they were students they were students they were masked up they were wearing guns ultimately the police made contact arrested them and multiple weapons were taken off of them so it was confirmed they were wearing masks they had guns they came to the school what they wanted to do we don't know but clearly they were up to no good But if you were a parent of a child at that school and you found out that this principal brought these children into the vestibule and maybe somehow these children who were armed with weapons breached that secondary door and ended up going in and maybe harming your child, what would you do? How would you feel about that? Where are we as a society where now we're concerned about armed vigilantes and gunmen more so than the innocent children in our school building. Just think about how insane that is for a second. How does that make you feel? If you're a parent, all the parents out there, maybe the grandparents out there, how does that make you feel? That this is—I don't want—I don't even know if the word "woke" is even adequate here. But just how crazy and how mental this is. How does that make you feel, to all the parents and grandparents out there?
1: Angry. You think it's kind of crazy, don't you? Um, you can look this guy up. The situation was Suresh. So it's uh, S-U-R-E-S-H. You can find him. He said he had a YouTube channel. And um, you can find him on there. One second. Trying to bring up some more here. quite a few audios recently. Now there's okay, so here's here's another one, but I have more too, so bear with me.
2: On Thursday, unanimously voted to block legislation that would have required informed parental consent before a school provides mental health services related to sexual orientation or gender identity to students. Every single Democrat in the House voted against that. They don't want to give any parental rights to parents it's almost beyond belief that the government would imagine that they have authority over our children if there was ever a time we have to find our voice this is not a political issue this is an issue about what our lives will look like and what our children and grandchildren will become for everybody listening this isn't just about your children if you have small children in the house this is a message to all of us about our children the children of this generation we stood silent while 60 million children lost their lives because it was inconvenient for us to say anything. We cannot make the mistake on this topic. Parents' authority over their children cannot be co opted, cannot be given away to the government. I, I refuse to relinquish that to an elected official. Democrats, on Thursday,
6: you then.
1: Okay, so. Parents, we got more. Some really important ones coming up, too. Here's another one.
6: Please. I'm here to talk about the disabled girl that was raped at Alban High School in November of 2021.
1: Um, this is Alban Independent School District. That's what they're talking about in this video. Audio. Um... And there's a trigger warning, obviously, (laughs) and says Janie's sister talks to AISD board on on October 11, 2022. So that's what this is dated.
6: This happened at school, during school hours, and none of the staff went to look for her. Not the paraprofessionals, Laura K. Adele and Juliana Kotlarov not the teacher, William Dean, no one went to look for her while she was being raped and strangled and sodomized and smothered and crying for help. None of you had to go into that exam room with her while she was being examined by a sane nurse and gripping my hand and crying. Y'all didn't see the fear in her eyes and nothing has been done to punish the staff that is responsible for this. There have been no terminations. There have been no suspensions. The boy that raped her was allowed to return to school three days later. Three days. I got longer suspensions, and when I was in high school, for wearing clothes that were inappropriate and not attending the attentions that or the detentions that I was given for that. Y'all are setting a dangerous precedent, saying that it's okay for male students to do what they want to your female students. The hallways are not safe. I want to know why. I want to know what you're going to do to support Janie. I want to know what you're going to do to punish the staff that was responsible for this, the staff that blamed her and shamed her. I want to know why the staff has been allowed to send their family members to attack her and expose her online, even though it is very obvious that a pseudonym has been used to protect her identity. Even though that's a violation of FERPA, I want to know what the school district and what the board is going to do to ensure that this doesn't ever happen again, like it happened in 2011 and then 10 years later in 2021. I want want there to be changes. I want to know that my child, my children, are safe in Albania. If they have to attend there, I want the staff to be punished. I want terminations made. I want, I want it now. This can't continue to be ignored. I will show up to every board meeting if I have to. This has to change.
1: That's in Alvin, Te- or um, Alvin, Texas. In um, Texas is where the school is. So scary stuff going on in these public schools. Scary, scary, scary. <laughs> Lightning would strike them, huh? All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Lots more news stories.
6: Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on
4: education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit
6: www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there check out our
1: online store. Welcome back to Education in the News. This is Pamela Clark. I have a five or six part um, news story to share with you. So there's going to be five or six audios. Hold on.
4: I homeschool. my youngest son, I was a single mom and my oldest daughters that are 15 and 17 were younger. So they ended up in public school and it's really hard if you've ever tried to take a public school child out of public school and start homeschooling them. they hate you. We don't
1: do. Um, by the way, this is Missy Atkins for school board ES or I'm sorry ECSD. And um, she's at a board, a school board meeting. And I'm not sure where. I know it's in Alco County. And this says Battlehorn Horn 5 Coalition. Um, I can't make out all the wording, but that's what uh, this is from. So I just want to clarify that real quick.
4: Things the same way at home. So, unfortunately, my two oldest are going to have to graduate from public school in order to save our relationship. But we do a lot of unlearning at home, we do a lot of unbrainwashing at home. And I've been homeschooling my son, who's eight, since the get go. And when we started his spelling curriculum, he started learning all of the rules of spelling why we spell things a certain way, why we do things. So that way, when he gets to a word that he doesn't know, I can say, okay, well, what are the rules? What are the E rules? What are the silent E rules? What makes this sound when it's followed by this letter? And when my daughters stay home and they listen to our lessons, they have no idea what we're talking about. He's in third grade. They have no idea what we're talking about. Our kids have been failed left and right and push through regardless of grasping the concepts that started with no child left behind.
1: Amen. I don't
4: know what we can do about it here locally, but I know that I'm going to try. I know that I'm going to look into it. I'm going to research. I'm going to speak with our legislators. Our superintendent is also supposed to be working with legislators to fight bad policy and bad laws that have been passed. That really hasn't been done until recently after I brought it up at a school board meeting. Then it was done. Um, But I do want to say that I've been speaking out for over a year. I've been fighting back to give parents choice in masking and testing because we had tests to play. If our students, athletes, didn't take these COVID tests, they were not allowed to play sports. So many children lost their scholarships, their college educations that would have been paid for because they wouldn't test to play. And the kids that did test to play... Countless bloody noses that wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop shoving these sticks up their noses. Where's the parents' choice? There was none. Keep your kids home, you can online school. Those were our choices. Those are choices. My kid, my choice. And that's what I've been fighting for for over a year. I was hoping somebody would step up and that I wouldn't have to run for school board, but here I am. Clearly that didn't happen. (laughs) Um, I had something completely different. Scheduled to discuss with you guys and and kind of talk to you about. Unfortunately, those plans were thrown out the window when I.
1: This moment that's just running out, so I got to open the second video here. Part two.
4: After the last school board meeting. After the last school board meeting, I spoke up um, along with Candace and Robert. The very next day, I get a text message from my daughter right before lunch. She says, Mom, I'm getting called to the office. And I was like, oh, crap. And I was homeschooling my son, plus running a yard sale, so I didn't get the message till five minutes later. At that point, she couldn't text me back anymore. There was a school board policy or district policy. It's called secret recording. Secret recording policy. It was passed February 8th of this year, and it says, no student or employee or other person may record by any means a conversation with another person on school property unless the following criteria are met. One, a legitimate purpose for the recording. Two, a recording device in plain view. Three, if the party desiring to record a conversation is an employee, written authorization from the supervisor of the employee and the recorded consent of all participants in the recorded conversation. And it goes on and it it talks about the definition of school property. So here's my daughter called into the office, not knowing why. Come to find out she's under investigation. She's under investigation because somebody accused her of trying to run over them at lunch. That's quite a serious allegation. I did not get a phone call. I got nothing. No communication. The only communication I got was when my daughter left that vice principal, assistant vice principal's office, and she was in tears. She did her best to hold it together until she left. But this secret recording policy prevented her from having her voice heard.
1: Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Got uh, part three coming up. Man. This is not good, people. This is not good.
4: Assistant vice principal, what my daughter told me versus what this vice principal said, completely different. Fortunately, my daughter's a little smarter than the average bear because she has a mom that's a fighter. So she had evidence. She had proof of what she actually said. And I can prove that that assistant vice principal lied to my face, tried to railroad my daughter into admitting that she did attempt to run somebody over. When the complaint was made, the person that made the complaint said specifically that my daughter was not driving. When that assistant vice principal was interrogating my daughter, she didn't mention that. My daughter had to mention it three times that she was not driving the vehicle. Mind you, this is the day after I spoke out at a school board meeting, not even 24 hours later. My daughter had to say three times that she was not driving that vehicle. And then the vice, the assistant vice principal said, oh, well, since, you, since we now know that you weren't driving, that changes things. You're gonna do a criminal investigation on a child in this school district? A 17-year-old who's on the verge of being a legal adult, those consequences are gigantic. Absolutely gigantic. And you don't call the parent. The justification was, we didn't issue any discipline. There was no discipline taken. So we didn't have to contact you. How would you feel if that was your child? Not very good. Then I asked the assistant vice principal. I didn't ask. I demanded. I said, "My children will no longer be called to the office for anything other than being given a award or given money."
1: <laughs> oh.
4: Being called to the office for other anything other than a award or being given money, my presence will be there. To which she responded, That's not our policy. So I don't care about your policy. My parental rights supersede your policy. You are not going to interrogate. I didn't interrogate. Ma'am, you did. That was an investigation. When you interview somebody in an investigation, that is an interrogation, like it or not. And she told me many times, I took notes. I wrote this down. I don't care what you wrote down because I have it verbatim. You've been caught. This is what they're doing to our children. These are the rights that they're removing from us as a parent and our children being able to defend themselves. If my daughter didn't have the proof that she had, it would have been her word against my daughter's word. And you know, every single time that administrator or that admin is going to be listened to, believed, and that student is gonna be put on the back burner.
6: Mm -hmm. Nothing's gonna be heard unless
4: there is proof and they are doing their best to remove their ability to defend and protect themselves, and that's not okay. Quick comment: That's
1: happening in Spring Creek, and it's um, it's everywhere. Doesn't our sheriff have
2: the
3: ability to investigate
1: such things? I don't know if you can hear all of that, but somebody asks if the sheriff has the ability to to investigate these things this is harassment, this is uh lack of all of this stuff. The prosecution
5: Can't can the sheriff? of is that his responsibility to go up and say, uh let's look at this. This is an investigation. This is an investigation. Because you're frustrated, there are people on the way and so on and so
4: Well I agree with you and yes, that's what should happen. But when we have a school board and a school board attorney that is blatantly violating NRS, which forced three school board members to resign under coercion and duress, uh, I really don't think he's gonna do anything about my parental rights. We have NRS 199.300, which is intimidating public officer, public employee, juror, referee, arbitrator, appraiser, assessor, or similar person. They directly violated this NRS and nothing was done. It was brought to our commissioners and it was brought to our sheriff, and nothing has been done for over a year. I really don't think that he's going to listen to my parental concerns. So, with with that being said, and then um, CJ Anderson deciding.
1: Hey, just a or, moment, I, one more video. There's five in all. I keep calling them videos, but they're audio. They're audio and working, video. Which
4: resulted in my daughter facing retaliation for my actions at a school board meeting. He wrote a letter to the editor, CJ Anderson, the current superintendent. And in that letter, he referenced the document that was used against the three school board members that were forced to resign under under duress. Um, But he did not release, curiously enough, the email or contact that he made with the attorney general. He admits to writing to the Attorney General and asking for the state to come over into our county, fire our current school board, and for the state to take over our school district. He releases the information against those school board members, but he does not release the email or whatever contact he had with the Attorney General asking for those things to happen. That is not transparency at all.
3: US Code? So
1: this person is saying in the US Code two or more people conspire to change the Constitution. Or the right is called prison.
4: I agree with you. We just don't have anybody in this county that will prosecute. Um,
3: my understanding is state law, on recording somebody is one person has to know. So where did you um, has that changed in the state law?
4: Nope. It's still a one-party state. The only time you have to give any kind of acknowledgement or ask permission or declare that you're recording is a phone conversation. That's the only time that you have to do anything under so this. And CJ Anderson so policy is. Policy can uh, Supersede NRS. Right. But they can. They get away with it because the school's technically a private entity, just like a, a, a corporation. Amazon can say, you're not allowed to have your phones in this building. Walmart can say, you need to carry a clear backpack. Hmm. That's how they get away with it. But it's yeah, putting our kids at a clear there. disadvantage. They knew it, yeah. Yeah. but CJ Anderson has prided himself and he said multiple times, if you go back and you watch school board meetings, we're following NRS, we're following NRS and he completely endorsed the coercion of the resignations of three school board members while violating NRS. So he only follows NRS when it suits his agenda. He only follows NRS when it protects him, admin, or teachers or puts our students at risk.
1: Wow. What do you think? I mean, I've been hearing stories like this for years and some even worse than this. So it's nothing new to me. But I, but I am happy to see that parents are, are coming out fighting more for their, their students than any other time um, in history of, of Ameri- our, our American school system's history. So, I mean, what, what do you think? Uh, do you, have you or your family experienced... Any of these things yourselves? I really want to hear from more people. I want to hear from more parents. If you don't speak up now and you don't fight for what's right now, I mean, this this is the kind of stuff that's just going to continue. I mean, you probably have no idea the amount of stuff that school systems are getting away with in every single state. This is just a few... Recordings that we're fortunate to have access to. So I just—it's just disconcerting and awful. I mean, that it—I want something done. I fight all the time for people's rights. So. And schools are a dangerous place, more so than ever. Here's a father speaking at a school board meeting. Let's see if we can get the school. I don't remember which one it is. Just a minute. Okay. This is... I'm not sure. Just a moment i trying to find out where it's at. I
5: get pretty steamed when big money special interests.
1: Well, sorry, it's a stupid commercial. Just a moment. Pause it. All right, here we go.
3: The last name is Amon Chukwu. Thank you very much for correcting me, Mr. Amon Chukwu. Yes, no problem. Thank it you. means I know God. Um, Luke chapter 17 and 2 says... It is better for a person to have a millstone tied around their neck and to be thrown into the sea than for anyone to harm or damage a child. So the question today to the school board is, only you know whether or not your role, the policies, the curriculum, and the things that you allow in this school system in wake county only you know whether or not a millstone is tied around your neck the reality is this god is going to judge every last one of you for decisions that are made on behalf of children you know this past year we spent one million dollars on a diversity office And how did that benefit black children? How did it benefit children in general? Well, 78% of third through eighth grade black students are not proficient in math in Wake County. We're wasting taxpayer dollars putting money towards this diversity office that's not benefiting those who need it. The most. 66% of third through eighth grade students are not proficient in reading. Black students, they're not reading on grade level, they're not performing mathematically, and they're not going to be able to get jobs in the fields like STEM. But we're wasting money on a diversity, equity, and inclusion office while we are failing black students in the name of diversity. You know, in the Jim Crow era, black students were locked out of the public school system. But today they are trapped in. Mm-hmm. And many of these students need Options. They need school choice. They need the opportunity to take their taxpayer dollars and take it to school systems that will benefit them and support them and educate them. And as we talk about inclusion and making sure that the trans student feels comfortable and the queer student feels comfortable, what does that have to do with reading, writing and arithmetic? As we are in as we as we are teaching cultural marxism and grooming children to be the next pervert we are damaging our kids in this public school system and it needs to stop
1: does it make you wonder what your kids are going through in public school I think it's time for some real conversations and some real reflection on if families should leave school or not I mean we're seeing a lot leaving in droves but I think that it, it's just the beginning. So, anyways, that brings us to the end of today. I had a lot more news stories, but obviously this took time. I did think it was important to share with you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I know some of it was really hard to hear. But I want to bring you stories from from families that are dealing with these things, along with regular news stories as well. And these people's voices need to be heard. Whether you agree with everything they say or not isn't the point. Um, but I hope you see the thread that's kind of running through all of this and the, the destructive nature of what is going on and um, that our children are in clear and present danger from these institutions so until next time i just want to remind you that um, we have our civil rights show that airs on sundays at 5 p.m and we have this show the education of the news show that airs every wednesday uh, by 6 p.m., and we do have a um, new fundraiser, That um, actually it's going right now, but we have a new commercial coming out, and it's part of our um, monthly announcements this month, but we'll also have a video version of it, so visit our website and our uh, social media pages, like theheightseducation.org radio.newheightseducation.org and then follow us on social media until next time we hope you enjoyed today's show don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player check out our show page radio.newheightseducation.org for monthly announcements and other happenings